One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Jaron Heyman and, and Gary James. Um, this is a this is a difficult uh, film and uh, a fascinating film and engaging film that Jaron has made. And when I say difficult, I, I, I kind of mean hard to watch in some places, just because of the way Jaron has pieced this story together. This is this is trying uh, to give us a, a new look into a community in uh, Canada, North Preston, something that you may have heard of before on the East Coast, you may have read about it, and this is to try to sort of, uh, I, would, I would almost say, level the playing field a little bit here. We, we get into some pretty serious issues around stereotypes and racial profiling and racism itself. We talk opportunity and choice and, 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 and about confronting the, the, the raw and the real realities that some of these families and, and people are, are, are facing on the ground. We talk about people taking action and, and, and we get into the history a little bit of, of this community and, and what's really, as Gary will talk about, is you know what's going on behind closed doors. And you're going to hear Gary step off the interview at about the 20-minute mark or so. He had a hard stop, unfortunately, because he uh, he's a barber. He, he cuts hair and it, it, if he ended up cutting mine, it would be done all too quickly. So we probably could have gotten back to the interview really fast if he was, you know, if he was working on my scalp. But but he had appointments and he's got a business that he runs in Toronto and and had to step off. But 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 listen Listen in and, and find out uh, how we talk about self-realization and, and the sense of community and, and how there are really no easy answers when it comes to some of these issues. But uh, stay tuned for, for this interview uh, about a new film called This is North Preston. You're going to want to check it out, look for it online. And don't forget, davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and my public speaking. You can order a copy of Real Changes Incremental there. I'd love it if you would do that. You can get to it through Amazon for sure. Uh, and if you can support the work we're doing through Patreon financially, that would be brilliant. We would so appreciate that to help us uh, work through some of the some of the costs uh, that we have here as we, we continue to build this 
little mini podcasting universe here, close to 450 interviews uh, published and online and still going strong and loving every minute of it. And thanks for sticking with us and staying tuned. Uh, and if you can't do that financially, totally get that. Uh, but leaving a, a quote or a, a review on iTunes would be so helpful. We would really appreciate that as well. And and don't forget face-to-face live.ca for so many other uh, interviews and podcasts there, which is kind of why we're here in the first place. And then there's always Rabble as well. We appear there and uh, so many other articles and blogs and podcasts to 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 listen to, to choose from, and to, to dig into rabble.ca. That's news for the rest of us. Stay tuned. Jaron Heyman and Gary James coming up talking about their new film, This is North Preston. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by two uh, very special guests here with us today to talk about their new film, This is North Preston. We've got Jaron Heyman and Gary James here with us uh, on online, and I, I think from Toronto. Guys, thanks for joining us today. No problem. So, so why don't one of you dive in and give us a little bit of context around the film? First off, I want to say, Jaron, Gary, congratulations. Uh, I mean, uh, compelling, uh, engaging film on, on so many levels. I love the music. Uh, a story that uh, clearly I don't think many of us are very familiar with. And so, so appreciated the film on so many levels. Anyway, thanks to you both. Thanks. No problem. Jaron, you want to take it? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, how it all started, um, you know, I I was in the music business for a long time before uh, diving into filmmaking full time. And my old partner, uh, Skip, who was Chase's manager, brought the story to me, um, you know, and they they kind of wanted to do something on Chase. But but the more Chase really started diving into uh, his upbringing and his hometown, you know, the more interest I gained. And it was just it's so interesting because. You know, hear Chase talk about it, it's just so normal to him, everything that he grew up with and, and the culture and that. But to, you know, probably 99% of Canadians, we have absolutely no idea that North Preston uh, exists um, and all the many layers of it. So, you know, the what the movie was kind of took a lot of different life forms um, from production to post. Um, but, you know, there's, there's just so many important layers, I think, to the story that it was important for me to give kind of that bird's eye view and touch on a lot of topics, whereas, you know, a lot of obviously docs and films try to narrow in their scope. But, you know, I think for me, it was important to kind of get a sense of a bit of everything from, you know, the history side of things to the social cultural issues to, you know, Chase's story being the micro look while the, um, and experiencing all the issues that North Preston has, but also looking at it from the macro level, um, you know, the racism side of things, the pimp culture, the violence, you know, the, the police relationships. So, um, it was kind of a lot to take in, but um, fascinating, fascinating stuff for sure. Well, Jaron, on some on some level, you must have felt as you got deeper into the story, and I guess it's like this with any great film or any great story. Frankly, any history, Gary, you can probably talk about this. There's so many layers. You guys probably could have done, I don't know, an eight-part series on this. And- yeah, I say that. I, re- I really say that all the time. Each one of these topics from history to you know, the trafficking victims to, you know, the, uh, the, op- the lack of opportunity for youth, like they all could have deserved their own film. They really could. Yeah, that's true. Even me being a 10th generation Canadian is so much stuff that they could have touched on from different generations starting in 1739 and then going up to different migrations that took place in Nova Scotia and all of them ending in North Preston. So you know, I at the, in in the film you'll actually see me touch on a lot of the history and a lot of the uh, the migrations that never get talked about in mainstream media or uh, 
you know, magazines and whatnot, they always focus on the negative. But thanks to Jaron, you see some of the negative, but you also see some of the positive. So it has a really good balance between the both of the film. So I'm not sure who it was, and either of you take this on, but it might have been, I think, Miranda who talked about, frankly, pretty much everyone talks about it in one way or another and kind of implies it that too often we only get one side of the story. And I think Miranda talks about that fairly early on in, Darren, when you, you're, you're, you're interviewing her. Um, can, can either of you guys talk about that, that, that sort of that, I don't know, that myopic, narrow worldview that so many of us have especially when you're presented with a story like this that, that I would argue probably most Canadians know nothing about. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I mean, it's so easy to just judge something and paint it with one, you know, specific brush and label something and stereotype something, you know. And um, Halifax and Nova Scotia has some serious race issues going on to this day that same thing, a lot of Canadians have no idea about. Um, and the tension and, and North Preston has a bad reputation to the other parts of the community. It's just so easy for people to label things. So for me, that was just part of it. And I kind of told every single person, every subject that I interviewed, I was like, guys, we're not straying away from the issues. We're not, you know, I went in totally unbiased without any preconceived notions at all. So maybe it was a little easier for me, but I was like, you know, we got to tell all sides of this. We can't just shy away from the problems that are happening. But if we, take a look at the how and the why they're happening and really dive deep into, you know, decades of, of whether it's being segregated from the rest of the community or the rest of, you know, the East coast, um, whether it's the police relationship, like there's serious consequences to some of the things that have happened for decades, if not centuries as to why some of the issues exist today. So I, I think that was kind of a big part of the movie too. It's like, listen, we're going to show the raw and realness of some of this and uh, you know, some of the culture that exists, but then also peel back the layers of the reasoning so you can better understand it and maybe empathize with it a bit more. Yeah. It seems, it seems to me any, any great documentary really is about empathy. Gary, can you as a historian and, 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 and someone who clearly intimately connected to the community in so many different ways. Can, can you talk a bit about that? I mean, I mean, so many layers here, we've got poverty, we've got racism, we've got stereotypes yeah. and violence and racial profiling. The list goes on. I mean, yeah. And, how, and it's a way, it's a way bigger list, but it's just like the only way to deal with something is to confront it is to talk about it is to, uh, show where it could have started it from. Why is there only one narrative being talked about when it comes to North Preston, when there's over 40 different black communities? Why was North Preston always singled out? Was it because of the vibrance of the culture? And like you said, only one side of the story gets told. But if you look back in the history of Canada, whether it's the indigenous African Nova Scotian culture or it's the Aboriginal culture, we only are told one-tenth of a story, if that, in history books, in the curriculum, in schools across Canada. So why is it that Canada only wants to tell one side of the story, whether it comes to uh, the Indigenous Native people or the Indigenous Scotians? So for me, being there and being a 10th generation Canadian, I'm connected to the legacy of the Maroons, the Loyalists, the Underground Railroad. I, I have like some of the biggest legacy people from farmers in the Preston Township are my great-grandfather, A.W. Evans, and my grandfather, uh, Aubrey Glasgow. So for me, I will always strive to uh, accomplish more because I've seen what my ancestors actually did. But for some people, if, like you said, you're in poverty or in violence, 
you might want to take a different road to figure out how you get out of it. So you'll see in there, you'll see uh, some of the men talk about pimp culture, but then you're going to see professional boxers. You're going to see lawyers. You're going to see ministers. And how come everybody across the board, no matter what their economic situation is, they all have a resentment for politicians and the police that never did anything for these communities. So. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Thing, yeah, go, Jaron, go. This, I just want to add quickly on that. One thing that really stuck with me uh, that Pop Scary said at the beginning of the movie is like you first have to understand where you're going and then you can under where you can, sorry, you can first understand where you came from and then you can understand where you need to go. Right. And I think that's so important. Um, and kind of was something we, we really stuck to during the making of this as well. Well, I love, I love too. And I think it was around that time, Gary, when you were talking about past, present, future and in, in a variety of different ways. And, and I think Jaron, mm-hmm. you, you cut to a sign of the community that said something to the line of we've come this far by faith. And I just thought, yeah. It was just a beautiful moment, and 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 the fact that just Chase goes to visit his dad, and then you sort of do the bait and switch on us and goes to visit his mom, who clearly has passed quite a few years ago, and and you we're just kind of reminded of that that history and that ancestry and how how deeply we are connected to our families and our past and our roots. It's 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 really quite remarkable how deep some of this some of these things go. Yeah, the most moving part of the actual documentary for me is when Chase goes to see his grandmother because mm. how powerful of a woman she is in, in, in North Preston, but on, on how much of the influence she had on me growing up as a kid. And even just Chase's father gave me my first barbershop in the community of North Preston. So it was just like, I'm connected to his family in so many ways. But when you see that scene with him and his grandmother, it, uh, it's, it's, it's bigger than music. It's bigger than the documentary. Cause that moment to me was like the most significant part of the film. Right. Yeah. And to kind of build on that, you know, uh, there's a, there's a lot of things that obviously go behind the scenes and in, in, in the edit of why they happen that way. Um, you know, the Chasen story at the beginning in the middle and end is surrounded by death, you know, with his mother yes. dying. I mean, I don't want to give away spoilers here, but, um, <laughs> and his best friend, you know, passing away, but in, right in front of him is and being murdered. Um, but that was actually uh, a divisive measure for him to get out and, and chase his dreams and stop to going down the path he was. And then at the end with his grandma, which was kind of a rebirth of himself as well, you know, and, and seeing how far he's come and, and how important she was. So, um, you know, the, it was, it was done on purpose that way to have all kind of come full circle for him. And, um, so yeah moving part of the movie for sure yeah without with, without a doubt and i really do like the way you weave you know there's it's it's almost like a docudrama in some respects because yeah these are these are the real people but i almost felt at some points especially with the when, when you brought in the music especially chase's music it felt almost like we were watching a narrative which is kind of kind of disturbing in its own way actually uh, if you if you know what i mean uh, jaron it's it's really it it's really really quite effective gary can you can you talk a little bit about you know you know uh, jaron just brought up you know chase and that that moment in, in the film when he says i was done with the street life and it was like this moment that that he was able to i don't know can we say see the light and he made it he made a choice and and and, and took a new path can can you talk about that opportunity or lack thereof and and those choices and how important they are i mean i i love jaron the way you too you you set the the establishing shot of us crossing the bridge there in nova scotia i mean clearly we're, we're this is a road movie of a particular sort right so and 
anyway, it's it's about it's about the journey. It's about taking steps and hopefully making right choices. Gary, what 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 are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I uh, was good friends and a relative of the person who he was really close to that also lost her life. And the way he lost his life was tragic, but it was like, uh, it hit home for everybody. But if you were as close to him as Chase was, and you were actually there the day that that murder took place, it would have, um, it would have definitely made you contemplate about where your next steps are going to be in life. So for Chase to have had this talent for 25 years plus, and to get to the point where he's seen uh, out, but he might have not taken it. But I had to deal with losing friends before. And when you do lose a friend that's that close to you in the way that Chase lost a friend, you definitely will change your path and, and realize that everybody isn't promised tomorrow. Um, so it, it just makes you kind of zone in and uh, take yourself a little bit more serious. And he's done that. And he's made phenomenal music. And it's not just about what he did to inspire people from Preston. It's what he did to inspire people in Toronto, across Canada, in New York, in LA. And it's, uh, it's, it's incredible to see the transformation, to see the journey that he's on. And he's really only just beginning, but at the same time, you know, you, you can't, you can't forget those nightmare situations mm. that happen in your life, right? Like it's not something that you can move on and just forget that you kind of use it as a fuel to, uh, to tell your story. And to me, he's doing that through, this is North Preston. Like he's letting his story known and anybody from North Preston or East Preston, Cherry Brook, Lake Loon, Dartmouth, they are, they're going to watch this film and they're going to definitely think about how they can better themselves, how they can be more productive citizens too. Like, well, isn't it, isn't it, uh, somebody help me out here, but time, doesn't timer say at some point in the film, things got to change or they're going to, they're just going to get worse. Yeah. 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 And that's a fact. Like it, it's a fact. If you if you don't have an outlet to get opportunities for employment or to pursue your dreams, or you don't even live in a in a comfortable home where you do dream. Like some people think that it's easy to dream. If you're in poverty, you you you, you experience more nightmares than you do dreams. You know. So I don't know. At, at, at what point do you think you know you you make a you make a fair point too throughout the film how easy it is for this just to become a part of 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 your life and I think the phrase this is a lifestyle comes up several times and this is just the way it is you know and and it's almost as if uh, well I think there's a phrase and, and and it's not long after um you know Chase talks about that shift in his life but you know you become immune to it you know guns in the community violence etc. And and it's almost as if you get stuck, right? You well, they call it a cycle yeah. of poverty for a reason. Um, why why does it why did it work for Chase and maybe not somebody else? Is that is that a fair question, Gary? Uh, well, everybody doesn't have the talent that Chase has. Everybody doesn't have the skill of writing and expressing his uh his bad situations and making it sound so good. Because if you listen to the lyrics and you actually translated to what he meant it, it, it's it's not like he's celebrating that he moved on he's just expressing that where he came from and where he wants to go in some of these situations but if you also look about um this is a lifestyle uh statement just think about it like there's a lot of other uh how could i say it groups across canada such as the hell's angels that are involved in the exact same drug trade or pimp trade or anything else, but how come they've never been exploited? How come they've never been 
narrowed down to a single community because it happens in every one of these communities across Canada. It's just that, I'm sorry, like African Nova Scotians are always painted with a certain brush and it seems like it's always the same artist, whether that be in the politicians or the government, I don't know who it is, mm. but there was always a, a, a resentment and a hatred towards African Nova Scotians and specifically North Preston. But if it's the largest indigenous black community in North America, and one of the most powerful, one of the most united. How come they never show those sides of the story? You know. Yeah. No. It it really is fascinating. I mean, it's really truly remarkable. And and I love. I think it's the Reverend. Uh, uh, can't think of his name right now, but the Reverend who appears in the film. I just he reminded me. Reverend of, Gray. Reverend Daryl Gray. Th- thank you. Yeah. He just so wonderful, and I loved what he had to say. He reminded me of Cornell West. I don't know if either of you guys... Of course, are f- of course, of course. F- Cornell West was his friend, actually. <laughs> oh, is that right? Well, yeah, I just... Yeah, because he went to school. He went to, he went to university in the States, so like Steve Harvey, Cornell West, those are his colleagues. Those are yeah, respected friends of his. That's, am- yeah. that's amazing, but, but uh, you know, just that, that the line at the end of the film, you know, turning on each other instead of turning to each other, I mean, it's so applicable to all of us, right? I mean, it just... It is, that's, yeah. that's That's what I think what's is so 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 marvelous about the film Jaron and what you've kind of uh I think revealed in this very specific story again who knew never mind who knew what were the details were but who actually knew about the story in the first place you know it it's uh it's it's a real um I think a real gift to to Canadians what what's been the, what's been the response so far for you guys I'm assuming you've been playing the festival circuit a little bit yeah, um, pretty much festival. Listen, we've opened a lot of eyes, um, and um, a lot of people are really had no idea this was in existence. You're getting a lot of people wanting to take some action, um, and then you have some people who have rubbed the wrong way. But I mean, that's just that's just life, you know. Um, you're going to get that with a movie like this that could be maybe a little bit controversial, you know. At the end of the day, we're just trying to make you think and feel something, you know. Um, you can. I, what I really hope, especially the East Coasters, get out of it is just try to better understand this situation, you know, and it's such a hot button issue on the East coast that like, I, I, you know, even if they don't agree with it or, or, or still feel a certain type of way towards the community, better understanding. Um, and maybe we change some minds. Mm. So yeah, I mean, overall positive res- response for sure. And, um, uh, you know, we'll see how that continues as the, as the movie comes out. Hey Gary, I know you got to go in a couple of minutes. I think you've got you've got a client coming in, and hey, I got no hair, so I think I I, I don't know what what any any advice for me, Gary. All I could do is offer you a hot towel, make you super clean, super fresh, <laughs> super clean. You could you could you could have got that hot towel straight razor treatment, right? I there you made go. You shine. I actually I got I got a little bit at the side in the back. I got kind of like the orchestral conductor look going on. I think you know. Oh uh, shoot. Yeah, yeah. No, I know you wouldn't be able to do a whole lot with it, but I, I appreciate the hot towel. Before you go, um, yeah. Tell tell me, you know, about the 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 how how do we. How do we build trust? How do we rebuild trust in a community like this? Not only not only individually, but with the police, with the with the academic community. Well, look at look at what just happened. Look look at the 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 incident that happened with my cousin Trayvon Clayton. It happened at Ottawa. A racist incident happened, but within one week of that incident happening at the uh, Capitol Hill, there or whatever in Ottawa, Trudeau, the first sitting Canadian Prime Minister visited the Black Cultural Center, which is where I do the part I have in 
this is North Preston, and he went to Nova Scotia to apologize to the African Nova Scotia mm-hmm. community for the years of racism that took place and the segregation for incidents that happened, such as Kirk Johnson, which I was at all of his trial dates in court uh, when I was in Nova Scotia at the time. So when you have the United Nations and you have the Canadian government, you have the sitting Prime Minister Trudeau going to Nova Scotia to acknowledge the unjust treatment that not only the government of Canada did, but the province of Nova Scotia to Indigenous Black Canadians. So the apologies have been made, but what follows up after the apologies? Mm -hmm. And why were the apologies made behind closed doors? You see what I'm saying? The apology that Trudeau made to the Black community wasn't on CP24. It wasn't on national TV. It was behind closed doors, but the, the country knew that there was something happened and and he had to show face and apologize for it. But how come we didn't ever get to hear the depth of the apology or the situation or the scenario, right? What's uh, and I know you got to go. What's what's a call, and I'm going to hopefully continue the conversation with Jaron for for a bit longer. But what what what's the call to action to Canadians here, Gary? What's a, what's the simple thing that people can do when when they're uh, you know speaking into injustice like this is it is it as simple as writing a letter is it is it yeah is it is it it's, about it's voting? not I, I filed i filed many complaints uh about the police harassing me i i've been told over three times in a row by twin brothers in halifax nova scotia for one why are twin brothers riding together in a paddy wagon and why are they pulling me over three times back to back within the two-week period and 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 charging me twelve hundred dollars for driving without insurance when I proved that I had insurance. So you got arrogant cops that are just arrogant cops or racist cops that they have fun harassing black men. So you can't change the mind state of a racist. He has to want to change within himself. Mm -hmm. So like you said, you can write letters, but letters will just make somebody like, you know, apologize publicly or make a statement. But it's been happening for, like we said, 10 generations just in Nova Scotia alone to these communities. So, a letter, a letter doesn't really do anything. I guess the community has to take themselves serious in order for their children to uh, want to follow after that. But there's not a long history of uh, a fighting back. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. And I totally hear what you're saying. I mean, there's no easy answer, obviously. I mean, it's, it's, it's sometimes you listen to conversations like this, you see films like this, and you walk away going, what can I do? How can I, how can I get involved? And I think it's, it's about treating other people with love and respect and honor and, and listening to the conversation. Jaron, I love how you finish the film uh, focusing on everyone's faces essentially who's been a part of the film and i don't know for me yeah, that, that, was that, that it's was a beautiful great. it's a beautiful takeaway it's a beautiful takeaway hey gary do we have to uh, sadly do we have to let you go yes yes i got people waiting outside the barbershop <laughs> right now so yeah got it man you you go attend to that and and uh thanks so much for joining us we've been talking with uh, gary james here today about his involvement on the film this is north preston thanks for your time today gary Thanks for the interview, Jaron. Great job, and I'll uh, see you Friday at the theater. Yeah, see you, buddy. Okay, take care, guys. Thanks right. a lot. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Hey, Jaron, we still got you live? Yep. Beautiful. Hey, technology works, man. That's just, just brilliant. There you go. Well, that was a real pleasure having Gary on the phone with us, and and so he's he's actually just to provide a little bit of context for people. So he's he's actually going to be uh, hanging out with one of his customers on a barber chair in the next few minutes. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, he owns a barbershop, uh, really successful guy here in Toronto. It's actually so funny because he lives, like, really close to me, and I see him around when I go play basketball at the basketball courts. And then when I was shooting in Preston, we were shooting some interviews at Chase's house, and I walk outside, he's standing there, and I was like, I know you. And uh, oh, that's so the we best. just struck a conversation, and he just starts spitting all this uh, knowledge and, and history of me and I was just blown away and I said okay we got to get you in this movie man like you are the guy and we needed someone to dive into the history side of things and take us and take us around the black cultural center so it was one of those things where you know very unplanned but uh, he did such a great job an important job giving us the backstory of, of the community it's so cool. Hey, talk to me a little bit about that, the access that you got to this. I mean, being a, being a white filmmaker, I mean, this, this, is, this was a real uh, honor for you, I would think, in some respects, and, and, and a bit of a gift. Can you, tell, can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, so, you know, you had to get a pass, for sure. Um, you know, we were always driving around with, uh, whether it was Chase or someone else from the community who was kind of, you know, looking out for us, um, because, yeah, it's a people are protective over there, protective of their own. Um, so, you know, for the multi-weeks we were there, uh, but people really opened up for us, you know. Um, you know, they, they I, 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 I don't know, I, I'm always very upfront with what my intentions are and what I want to do, and, and that's what I was from the front with this, you know. It was like, guys, we're giving you a chance to tell your side of the story here, um, and kind of like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I, I don't want to sugarcoat any of these problems because there's some really, you know, dark problems and, and issues here that have far-reaching effects but i think you know it, we're, we're going to look at way more than just that so really just being able to you know put my, all the cards on the table um helped me i think and obviously I, i'm pretty diligent in my pre-production and, and trying to find as many people as possible but um yeah i mean listen these people wanted to tell their story mm. um you know white, white filmmaker aside i mean reverend great said to me it's like this isn't a black story or, or, or white story it's a it's an everybody's story yeah. i believe that yeah, no, for sure. I mean, hatred hatred is a human race issue, right? Mm-hmm. And I have, um, you know, and I was fortunate enough to have a voice, and, and it's just something I believed in. And, you know, we raised all the money privately. It was never about money. Hopefully we break even on it type situation. Um, I just thought it was such a unique thing that, um, you know, needed to be told. And, and I think the people in the community, you know, were, were cool with that as well. Any, any, I mean, there must have been a lot of moments where, where you reflected the next day, later that night, uh, after, after you'd shot the principal photography, whatever, where, you know, you kind of had those, those moments of, of realizing just how deep this rabbit hole went. I mean, this notion of stereotyping and so on. I mean, did you think it was as significant going into the story from what you'd heard or, or were there kind of almost day, daily revelations for you? Yeah, I mean, you kind of, I learn more and more each day. And even some of my friends, when I'd be posting social media, being there, my friends from the East Coast were like, what are you doing in North Preston, man? Don't go there. So even like, you know, some people from Halifax, have, it, it has that reputation of not even being, you know, safe enough to just venture into the town. Um, so I, I learned, I, I mean, you know, it's a, a totally different issue as far as uh, the East Coast side of things versus the rest of Canada. You know, that's a totally different narrative. I'd say what the story is and how they relate to it. Um, but gosh, yeah, I mean, like you're, you're learning so much about this thing and, and, but for me, you know, I I know it's kind of my job as a filmmaker to take this all into account. And I think one of the kind of things I'm dealing with now is like, we, we, there's so many issues in this and there's so many opinions of what's right and what's not right. And and we just covered a lot of ground. So 
Um, you know, you're, you're getting a lot, you know, some people think you didn't spend enough time on one subject and some people think you spend too much time on one subject, you know, so uh, it's a lot. And as you can, as I'm sure you can tell from watching the movie. Oh, absolutely. Which is precisely why I made the comment about, you know, having a, a seven or eight part series or something. It seems to me that it's, 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 I mean, let's hope it leads to something like that for you, that, that there, there's another, maybe, maybe there's a philanthropist out there or another producer who sees this and says this is a story that we need to go deeper on right i mean or 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 maybe not maybe you don't want to go there as a filmmaker but um i I think any great film raises a whole lot of questions uh and and some obviously sometimes answers some things for us but at the same time peels back some layers that that allows us that almost compels us to go farther you said it perfectly before there's no easy answers to these issues there really isn't And, and we weren't even trying to come up with solutions really i mean I think self-realization is a really powerful tool. You know, if you look at guys like Chase and guys like Veli and, and even like the, the mask guy in the movie who he doesn't reveal his identity or Shaney boy, you know, they all grew up. They're all about my age and you know, I'm 32. So they all grew up, you know, at the dawn of the internet, if you will, where, you know, information was your on TV for the most part. And, they didn't have as much access to information. Um, so now it's kind of like there's almost no excuses, you know, when it comes to, you know, the pimping side of things and, and realizing how much of an effect, uh, lifelong effect that has on women. Like there's a, like a part of me, of course, understands and empathizes with them that that's what they saw every day. And like you're going to have be impressionable at a young age. But now that we live in the, in the dawn of, of, of information at your fingertips, you know, that's kind of a big part of it, I think, too, is being knowledgeable and, and, and realizing the consequences of actions. It's so much easier now more than ever. Um, so I think, you know, any answers we want to start looking at as far as, you know, solutions to some of these issues kind of got to start within themselves and within the community, um, and being a little more introspective too, you know? Yeah, no, it's good. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think it's a lesson for any community, frankly. I love how Reverend Gray, too, I mean, I really, I mean, I, I love a lot of the characters in the film, but he, he just is so articulate and so to the point and just pithy you know i mean this notion talk talked when he when was talking about how we're devaluing ourselves and i just couldn't help mm-hmm. but think about i work in international development as most of my listeners know and poverty and and, and gender disparity and these things are, are things that i'm thinking about and working through on almost a day-to-day basis and 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 what are we doing to to actually affirm encourage and and value others i think is a is a yeah. really significant takeaway from from this film too yeah, yeah, exactly. I couldn't even imagine. Listen, like I said, I, I went in with unbiased. You know, I'm from Toronto. I was lucky enough to grow up in a very multicultural environment through my whole life, through sports, through, you know, the, the artists I drummed with and, and managed with in music. So, you know, to me, that side of it is a little foreign. Um, but, you know, it, it, to hear them talk about it and how they it, it's really easy for them to start looking back on themselves and feeling bad about uh, themselves, as Reverend Grace said, you know, start drinking the Kool-Aid, I believe, was mm, his uh, mm. term. So, um, yeah, I mean, opportunity is a big part of it as well, you know. And, Absolutely. And I think that's what it really boils down to, man. It's like, God, if you don't, you know, if you grow up and just you're, you grow up in poverty and you don't have any opportunities at you and university is just out of the question or no one's in your family's gone, it's just that much harder to get a leg up. And it is a vicious cycle, um, you know, but the town overall has been, you know, self-supporting itself. And, and through all these challenges, like they said, they've thrived. And I think, you know, you're, you're kind of seeing more and more of that over there. And there is really some 
you know, incredible people there and, and also an incredible sense of community. And, and a lot of them just very bonded together, which, uh, you know, I guess happens because there's a lot of relatives and they all live so close to each other. But yeah, I mean, I think hands down it's the most unique place in, in Canada. Oh, I think it's fascinating. And you really, you really do get a sense for the community uh, in, in the film. And, you know, again, congratulations on how you draw that out in a variety of different ways for good and for ill, I suppose. You know, I love, mm-hmm. I love, oh, too, I've got to ask you, the gospel music, I mean, how the, 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 par- the, the juxtaposition of that in the film is just so, so wonderfully, you know, you use it really well, you kind of end uh, with a prayer, I believe, and, and, and the faces, I mean, can, can you talk to me a little bit about that sort of, that almost inherent contradiction in a way? Yeah, so music in my movies is pretty much at the top of the list of importance for me. Um, hmm. You know, I've been... Like I told you before, I've been a drummer uh, my whole life and was like had a pretty good music career before this all happened. And especially for documentaries, I think it really drives uh, a film for me. So, you know, I, I sit in a studio with a producer for X amount of months and we create everything besides Chase's music that you heard. We all we made that from scratch. And, well, I noticed you you, uh, you were you you were responsible for the sound design for the film, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, we had Wallace Family Choir, which um, is a North Preston choir, record a couple tracks for us. And, and, you know, they were absolutely incredible and brought life to the film at the beginning and at the end. And then, you know, we used some samples. And, um, you know, for me, it was just kind of that vibe that that fit, you know what I mean? And and it was, uh, it was, it, it just, I wanted it to be kind of the underlying um, constant throughout the movie as well as as it was uh, because you know I don't know it, it the, the church is such a big part of that community too and that's what's so interesting it's like a, a staple there and yeah as far as the ending prayer I mean that was it was interesting because we were actually uh, in the service filming um, but it was the once I guess once a month or once a quarter they have this thing where they allow every one of their members to stand up and say something on the mic. So it was like the one day we picked was a five hour service. So it was, <laughs> That's <laughs> it hilarious. Was quite a tiring experience for us. Um, but all of a sudden when Reverend Gray and the, and the even more interesting thing is Reverend Gray's not even the pastor there. Like he was a guest pastor. Uh, he's from Montreal. So he was just in town visiting. I mean, he's not from Montreal, he's from North Preston, but he lives in Montreal now. So he was just in town for that weekend. So we just got lucky. And when he started, you know, doing his sermon, my ears peaked up and I was like, this is it. This is the end of the movie mm, right here. And I just nice. knew it right away. So it was one of those things. And, and that happened a few times throughout filming when you kind of something, you know where it's going to fit and where it's going to go. And I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'm really proud of the music and how it carries a movie for sure. Listen, I, I sadly, we're going to, we're going to have to come, come to an end in a couple of minutes, but I, I really got to say again, what a, what an important, important and fascinating uh, film, film this is. It's, it's, it's just, it's just the beginning on, on, on so many levels. And, and I love how uh, near the beginning of the film too, just, uh, I think Chase is talking about his mom and I couldn't help but 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 smile and 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 reflect on on a variety of levels when he said, you know, his his mother had always believed in him, 
And I kind of wonder, and you know, it's just interesting. Mother's Day has just passed, and I know that we don't all have this. You know, we don't all have our mothers in our lives, and and so on. But just this idea, you know, of of somebody believing us and connecting that to to, to what Reverend Gray talked about. This idea of, of valuing ourselves on a whole other level. I don't know. There's something there. It seems to me, Jaron. But uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a it's a it's a bit of it's it's complicated, isn't it? It's quite complicated, yeah. yeah. It really is. But sometimes you got to get drawn towards the issues that are complicated and, and make people uncomfortable, you know. And um, the, at the end of the day, it's real life and it's happening and it's going on before our very eyes. Um, and there's some, you know, long-reaching consequences of that. But, you know, it's just a start, like you said. And hopefully, you know, the conversation keeps going. Thank, thanks for your time today. We've been talking to Jaron Heyman and, and, and Gary James about, about their new film, This Is North Preston. Uh, it's available currently on iTunes. Uh, look for it at a theater near you. And, and uh, is there a website we can direct people to as well, Jaron? Or is it, is it just basically please rent and or purchase the film on, on iTunes? Uh, yeah, I mean, we got our Instagram that this is North Preston. That's the only social media for them. Oh, no, we have a Facebook as well. There's also cool. Facebook North Preston. But Instagram is kind of our main content hub. Um, so, yeah, they can head there and check it out. And, yeah, if you like the movie, write and review. And uh, appreciate it. Th- thanks for your time time today, Jaron. Really, really appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.